Hello and welcome into the What's Up Peoria podcast. I am your host, Nathaniel Washburn, here to tell you everything you need to know to be where you want to be when all the events that happen in Peoria are going on. You can be there. Um, If you were wondering what happened to last week's episode, I was a little under the weather and I had to take a week off, but I am back and ready to go. I'm excited for today's episode because we are going to be talking about water conservation. We are going to be talking about sustainability, and I am lucky enough to have two very special guests with me who are here to discuss these topics. I have Victoria Castor, who is the Water Conservation and Sustainability Coordinator in the City of Peoria, and Becky Borges, who is the Environmental Coordinator here in the City of Peoria. How are we doing today? Wonderful. Glad to be here. Awesome. Well, thank you for being here. I'm so happy that you are here. As always, I want to start today's episode with just a few events so that you know what's going on in the month of November. Uh, we had a crazy month of October with tons of events, and uh, November is, is, is not as busy, but it's still a lot going on and things that we definitely want to make you aware of. The City of Peoria invites you out to Rio Vista Recreation Center for a special ceremony at the honor wall. And this is to remember and honor all of our veterans. This is a fantastic ceremony. And this will be going on Friday, November 11th on Veterans Day, starting at 8 a.m. So again, uh, this is a really, really important ceremony, a chance to honor all of our veterans, a chance to see the honor wall, which is amazing. So again, you want to get out there November 11th, starting at 8 o'clock out at Rio Vista Rec Center. You can see the wonderful wall as well as the John McCain Memorial Plaza out there. The next thing happening happening in November is Second Saturdays. Uh, that happens on November 12th, starting at 5 and goes till 9. As always, it's a wonderful time out at Second Saturdays. They have music, there's art, there's great food. It's a really, really nice time. Uh, and as we all can tell from the wonderful weather changes that are going on, being outside in November is uh, not a bad thing at all. So make sure you get over there uh, on the 12th, Second Saturdays, happening in downtown Peoria. The last event I wanted to talk about is something really, really exciting. Uh, This is the Peoria Arts and Wine Festival. This happens November 19th and 20th, and that is right here at Centennial Plaza um, in the uh, the plaza area on the main campus. And this is uh, the, the first arts and wine festival that we're having in Peoria here. And this is going to be a really, really cool thing. I know I'm going to go out and check it out. Um, and I encourage all of you to, to come out and check it out. It's going to be a lot of fun. And as I said, this is the first one. So not really sure what to expect, but I'm sure you're going to be able to get some good wine. I'm sure you'll be able to, to get some good eats as well as enjoy some art and other activities out there. So again, the Peoria Art and Wine Festival that is happening November 19th and 20th. So again, November November's not as packed as October, but still a lot of really fun things going on, things that you can take part in, uh, and we want to make sure that you get out to all the things that you want to you want to see here in Peoria. So uh, those are the, the the main activities going on to start November, and uh, we're going to shift gears and go into the interview portion of the program here. And as I said, I'm excited. I have Victoria here and Becky here who are going to be talking about sustainability. And let's just jump right in, Victoria, if you don't mind. I'll start with you. Um, And if you could just kind of tell our audience a little bit about what is sustainability? What does it mean? That word gets thrown around a lot, right? So what is that exactly? And and what do people need to know? 
Sure. So sustainability in Peoria is community driven and it really means meeting today's current needs without compromising the ability for future generations to have those same needs met. It's really at the core about having a healthy, thriving community in the long term. So not just now, but we're always looking in that long term. And uh, the city of Peoria just recently in August, our council adopted our brand new sustainable Peoria plan, which is a community driven plan. So literally the the plan was built off of the amazing information that our residents and our stakeholders gave us in a wide survey in some virtual town halls. And we built the plan off of what our community's vision for sustainability was here in the city. So we're really excited about that. And we're really excited to have this new fresh focus on where sustainability is going here in Peoria. That That's great that um, you were able to incorporate the, the public. And I think that's so important, right? We want to make sure that our citizens and our public are having um, a say in what's happening. And so those town halls, uh, you know, you said you did surveys, town halls, and how many participants did you get? Do you, do you know offhand? Yeah. So we had, goodness, we probably had, we had four different town halls and probably about seven or so on average uh, residents besides staff that were each of those. And then we had over 780 different participants for the survey. So the community is interested in this. They see the importance of it. But then we also have our internal green team. So this is sustainability does not work in a silo. It is not for one person or one (laughs) even department to take on. And so Becky is actually one of our amazing green team members with our solid waste and recycling department, as well as we've got nine other departments that are a part of this. And it's really about merging the community and then internally write our own special team so that we can all come at this together. That's awesome. And Becky, so there's a lot, obviously a lot goes into sustainability. There's a lot of things that, uh, that you, that, you know, a lot of components to that. So when we talk about some of the challenges of sustainability now, you know, what is sustainability? We kind of define that. What are some of those challenges? I know recycling is a big one, but what are some of those challenges that the city faces that you know our community faces long term? You know, Nathaniel, also I wanted to add uh, that we have leadership support. Mm-hmm. That oh, is important. so, so yep. important. Absolutely. And in our sustainability and action plan, there's a quote from our mayor that I love, and it says, smart planning requires creative solutions. It requires thoughtful and intentional leadership to develop a long-term vision that carries our community into the innovation economy of tomorrow. That is so important. I like that. And, and that we have that support from a, from our leadership means so much. We are able to implement uh, new programs and face those challenges, find solutions to those challenges. Uh, in recycling, one of our biggest one is... Um, what happened in 2018, and as the the sword China closed us out, they oh, do okay. not accept any material from the United States. Oh, so that is that is a major challenge that's facing recycling. And so how do you overcome that? How have you, have you worked to overcome that? And I'm sure it's not a, a easy fix, right? That's probably a long term fix. I'm assuming it's not an easy fix. And um, in the last two years, I think uh, a lot of the manufacturers have stepped up. Uh, relationships with like the city of Phoenix have been so helpful 
and our education programs, the citizens even have stepped up, and we're trying to curb contamination, which is one of the biggest challenges currently facing recycling. Okay, wow. So good job out there, uh, all you community members, for stepping up and, and doing your part. Um, what are some of the other challenges? We Recycling, what are other things that, uh, that you know, I know drought is on everybody's mind, and um, it's something that seems to be the topic of conversation. What are some of the challenges there? That is a major one, and that's the, the expert in that is Victoria. <laughs> so. Oh, the water realm. So water is in the news. Arizona, right, we're a desert. We are so intricately tied to water, um, much more than a lot of places across the United States. And it's fall, right? Our weather has just gotten <laughs> beautiful. And that means all of our residents that are temporary are coming back to enjoy our amazing fall weather. Um, and so that the lens, right, that right. Gets, gets put back on this as everyone is now back in Arizona. We're thinking, whoa, what's going on? <laughs> um, and it's all about the Colorado River and the... Uh, unprecedented times that we're in with with water there and so it's definitely making the national news as well as local news and it's not going to get better quickly this is a long-term if not a permanent issue that um all the seven states that receive water from the Colorado River are having to tackle. And so in Peoria, we are very lucky that we have a diverse water supply. So we get water not just from the Colorado River, which is flows down that CAP canal that you guys see across the valley. Uh, we also get water from SRP, which mm-hmm. is our Salt River water source. And then we also use recovered water and reclaimed water. So that wastewater, that gets treated to a very high standard, and then we put that back in the ground and it's like a a bank so to speak right Right. a a piggy bank um, that we get to then pump that out for a later use so we have these these three different diverse supplies and that gives us uh, a little bit of a buffer and a flexibility so that as conditions potentially worsen um, right now the Colorado River itself is on a tier one shortage that does not affect our water supply on a municipal side but it does affect the farmers and it does affect other users. Um, They have already declared that in January, the Colorado River will be on a tier 2A shortage level. That does impact our supply a little bit, but only by a couple percents here in Peoria. Um, And we don't actually currently use all of our CAP water. So we're using it, but it's not going directly to the residents. That's where we are storing it, right, right, um, for use on another day. So that's where that couple percentage would come out of. So again, not a direct impact to your tap right now. But the big question is, um, the river system needs some help on a federal scale. So if the federal government takes over on the river, this is kind of the big unknown that you guys are hearing about um, and that cities are dealing with is we don't know what that looks like yet. Um, It could be much greater cuts than even a tier three. And so that's kind of what us um, as a city in Peoria, what we are constantly planning for um, and what we're kind of keeping our eyes and ears to as are all the cities in Arizona. Um, But we're lucky that we, we have a buffer. We have time. We're not fully built out. And so Peoria is that a really good place to tackle the water issue? Um, and, and we're lucky in that, right? And we've got amazing council members. We've got citizens that are all, you know, ears to this, and they they want to be great impacts for change. And that's where water conservation comes in because conservation is key um, is what we can all do because every drop counts here in the desert and a lot of that focuses on outdoor use you know 50 percent up to 50 percent of a home's water use is outdoors and so you know 
learning how to embrace the desert rather than fight against the desert is really key and is what a, is a big educational component that we're always talking about. Yeah, and I think education's very important on that, that, that you know, be smart with your water choices, those type of things. But, you know, I want to go back to a point you made, which I think is so important that people out, out in Peoria understand is um, Peoria has done an unbelievable job of being so smart and so responsible um, with the water, with the water credits and being able to put water in the ground and being able to pull it out at a later time. Um, and I think that that's so important for people to know because what we don't want is people panicking and go, oh, yes. there's the, we want everybody to, to understand that Peoria has a long-term solution for this and has done a, a fantastic job in really um, preparing for something like this at the same time going back to that education component and being smart with the water choices we make are, are what we can do from the public aspect, correct? Yes, it definitely is a partnership um, to to be able to long-term solve this or to come up with solutions. It definitely takes not only the city planning forward and building the better infrastructure and, and thinking that long-term, right? We're right. always thinking way, way out there. Um, but it's also our residents, um, you know, embracing the desert and realizing that it's just so important here to be um, water wise, right? right. To, to think smart with water, to think smart uh, of growth and how we're using it. Um, and th as in a partnership together, that's where amazing things always happen. And that's going to be the same here it, with water. It takes a village, right? It takes everybody mm -hmm. chipping in to make sure that we're doing our part. And uh, I think that that's fantastic. Are there any other challenges, uh, Becky, Victoria, that you think people should know about? Is there anything that I, that I might have missed from a challenge aspect? We talked a little bit about recycling water conservation any other major challenges you want our listeners to know about you know l let me go back a little bit victoria i heard a really deep thinking quote the other day and it was about it said we do not have new water yep we have the same water same amount it's just how we are doing the smart planning for it very interesting. It is, yeah. So if you go back to the water cycle, which we, we just did a whole festival um, of water and water cycle for nice. our, our fourth graders here just this, this last month. Um, yeah, it's the same amount of water. And when it comes to fresh water, right, that is, is 1%. And we're just cycling that, that same percent through. So there is no new bucket of water here on earth. And even in, in Arizona, you know, we try and say, you know, find, find the new water. It's like, well, there's... All right, that's not an, an easy source. So it's a really about getting smart with, with what we have because that's exactly right. There's, there's, there's no new. It's all just cycling through our, right. our water cycle. Make, make good choices out there, everyone. So uh, going back to the, the sustainability plan that you'd brought up, you know, we, we talk about how do we measure our success? How do we know that we are doing uh, a, you know, a good job, definitely did a great job engaging the public with that. So what are some of the things with the uh, sustainability action plan that you want people to know about? Yes. And so this is something that as a city, we're thinking about in a different light. So baked into our new sustainability plan is that every single goal has actions and metrics tied to it that we are going to be reporting on on an annual basis. So it is is not just a, a plan that gets sit on the shelf and everyone kind of forgets about. It is meant to be a community driven and a transparent plan, but also it's data enriched. Um, and so everything is going to be trackable with that. Um, we're in the process of, of trying to craft out a dashboard so that we can more clearly show our successes and struggles and just where we're at with a lot of 
these things with a really visual and engaging method. And so, and that yes. would be for the public. The dashboard would be for the public to access. Yes, that's, and internally, for it's all for all of us to see that yeah, same data. That's yeah. awesome. I love dashboards, right? I know they they became a big thing during COVID. Everybody mm -hmm. had a dashboard, and we developed one in here. It's internal use for the library, but um, you know, definitely dashboards are are great way to to get information out to the public. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there, but no, you're exactly to, right. Yeah, I wanted to make sure people knew about that. Yeah, so. it's you know it. Our, it's we want to show our successes. We want to show that there's this great work that's being done. But we also don't want to be afraid of our hurdles. If there are spots where we're not moving as fast as we'd like to, let's show that. Let's talk about that, right? Let's bring that to the forefront. Um, and so just being really transparent with all this data and showing those successes so that we can tell that story. I think it's really hard for a city to market and tell our story sometimes. And so um, there's so much amazing work being done every day with our departments, um, but it, that stuff really gets hidden, I think, in the day-to-day. -day. So it's just a hopeful way that we can better share that with our community. It, it's interesting you you say that because in the library, we actually use the, the exact same phrase about telling our story. And uh, we, we wanna do better at that, not only internally, but externally with our citizens and the public is we want people to know what are the, the, the amazing things that we do, what are some of those challenges that we face. Um, so it is interesting to hear, uh, you know, one of our other departments in the city use, using the same exact term, tell our story. And th this, you know, this podcast is one of those ways we can do that. And, um, you know, we, we are hoping that people are listening and learning um, from the interviews that we're doing and the amazing information that we're passing along. So I, I love that you said that telling the story and, and, and being transparent, because I also liked what you said about hurdles and challenges, right? Everything is not always, you know, rainbows and butterflies. There are challenges that every single department in our city faces. And it's the, the wonderful people that we have working here and the leadership that we have that helps us get over those hurdles. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, one story actually that can be told is, Becky, I know you guys just had a big recycling event. Would you like to talk about, you talk about like telling your story, it's often boots on the ground and that face-to-face -face interaction with our residents. I know that you just had a fantastic event. We did, Victoria. We, we had a Peoria Recycles Day. It's an event that happens twice a year. And we offer residents the opportunity to bring to us uh, shredding, oh, so okay. their documents to shred them. And we do recycle that paper. So this last event, we collected over 10 tons oh my of goodness. Paper, paper. Wow. And that will be recycled. And we also had about 7,000 pounds of appliances <laughs> and electronics. So it's really neat. and That's um, a lot of electronics. Mm -hmm. and, a lot. And appliance, 7,000 pounds? Yes. Did I hear that right? Yes. Wow. It's like over three tons of electric. That's unbelievable. Wow. That's very, it's, I would say that's telling a story right mm -hmm. there. And, and those are so exciting. I mean, our residents love them. Uh, we also did a survey. We had 338 vehicles stop by. Wow. Good for you. Uh, and we did a survey in 112 of our residents responded to that survey. And that is awesome, because I, I always tell the residents, this is how we decide, you have input. right? And this is how we decide what programs to implement, which way to go, which ones need to improve, which ones are awesome. So, uh, yeah. Well, congrats on that. Mm -hmm. I think that's definitely, uh, you know, something to, to, to 
celebrate there when you have that many people coming out and you're making that kind of a mm-hmm. difference in the community. Congratulations on that. And I, I, it's also cool to see you guys get excited about surveys too. We do yeah. the same thing. Yeah. Like when we put a Nerds. survey out, yeah, we're totally. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I dive into the, to this, the survey. I'm like, Oh, we had over 200 and we get all excited and we get, we geek out on it. I, I love it. And it's, it's, it's uh, fun to hear that you, you're doing the same thing. We are. In, in I tell Victoria, I say, let's not be afraid of getting those uh, comments that are not always positive. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because it, it gives us information. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, don't be afraid of the of the negative. Yep. We, that's how we get better, right? And mm-hmm. I always tell patrons when I talk to them, um, you know, as long as you're respectful and you come in here and you're respectful to us, you know, don't be afraid to approach me and say, hey, can you do this or can we have this? And that's how we, from our collection standpoint, yep. how we get the right thing on the shelves that mm-hmm. I'm not reading everything I read, but I don't read everything. And we want people to say, oh, I want this book or I want this program or, um, you know, I need this type of technology. So we're the same way in that we want to respond to what the public says. And sometimes it's not, like I said, it's not butterfly and rainbows. It's like, Hey, uh, we don't have this, we need it. Right. So it's, it's great to hear that you guys got such a great response. Congrats on that. That's very cool. Right. And then we find out what programs they want. For example, I was really surprised that I put a little blurb on our sustaining game brochure about composting. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. And I, we put a, a, a form online so people could request mm-hmm. a old container that we transform into a composter. Very cool. We didn't think we were going to get a lot of response. <laughs> <laughs> and in less than six months, we had 300 requests oh, man. for That's composters. Awesome. Amazing. We, we started a waiting list yeah. on them. That's so. great. That's very cool. I'm going to tag into composting because Saturday at 10 a.m. at Rio Vista is our Sustainable U class on composting. Oh, nice. Uh, We have an amazing master gardener, Pam Perry, that is coming out. She's a hoot, and she's also like this amazing wealth of information of gardening in Arizona and composting. And so um, it's free and open to the public. Um, Usually we register, but I I like to take walk-ins as well. So if you are interested in learning more about composting and how to do that in Arizona because it's always different here that's what we have to tell people all the time if you're coming from somewhere else it's always right. different the, here and so you really have to learn the about soil here is yes. different than anywhere else and and I, that's a great point so if people wanted to register mm-hmm. could they do that and where can they do that yep so they can pop in um, tomorrow at 10 a.m at rio vista or they can go to the parks uh, recreation website and so we just register our classes with the the park so i think okay. it's rec space don't don't quote me on that. I have <laughs> that's the top okay. of my head. No, that's okay. But um, but if you should go to the just go parks. to the website, yeah. right? Just go to the website. I'm sure you'll be able to find it. Mm-hmm. Or um, as Victoria said, just pop on down there. Yep. That's at ten o'clock. You said. Yep, ten a.m. at Rio Vista. So to Saturday. Get, get there early. Get a seat. Uh, composting classes are awesome. They're a lot of mm-hmm. fun, and you will, I guarantee, learn something yes. new. Uh, every time I've ever done one, I'm like, oh. I didn't know that. And that's how I did learn a little mm-hmm. bit about soil. We actually have a seed library yes. here in the library. And so when we started that years mm-hmm. ago, we I did a lot of research into, and that's how I kind of learned about the different soils here and how growing in Arizona is very, very different. And you do need help in yes. classes. So that's very, very cool. And that's really the, the cornerstone of our Sustainable U courses is they are 
sustainability minded with a heavy emphasis on on water because of course we're sure. in the desert um, and it's really that that learning curve yeah. that that people need and it's free we have uh, different classes ranging from irrigation specific like how to kind of fix and DIY some of your irrigation problems all the way over to home energy efficiency so everything in between lots of landscaping and gardening um, classes on trees amazing stuff awesome. um, we do a survey at the end of every class as well to try and see what <laughs> classes yep. that folks want to see next to make sure that we're filling in that gap um, and, that's there and where can people sign up for these classes same same place yeah and to make it easy if you just go to peoriaaz.gov backslash sustainability you'll see the sustainable you classes right there all we've got our flyer it's got links that take you right to the registration it's got our upcoming classes um, we're almost done with our fall classes we just have two left and then uh, we jump in again in January so um, that website is where all those details are and there's also shameless plug uh, you can sign up for our monthly newsletter oh, is excellent. right there on the yes. sustainability page this is just once a month it is about the different classes that we're having upcoming it's also uh sustainability tips lots of landscaping tips every month there is a watering guide specifically wow. down there um, that is to our low desert specifically so it's not california it's not it's an arizona specific watering guide um, as well as amazing things we highlight like becky's um recycling, recycling day. Yeah. 101 we have yes. a class yes. on that mm -hmm. if anybody ever wanted to yes. learn anything and everything about trash mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> go to this class mm -hmm. i mean how how it's uh, funded to programs, how do we come up ideas of programs, everything. Yeah. Very cool. All right. And it's same place, same, same place. You can sign up for the sustainability. All of that's there. The yep. recycling, all the sustainability classes. Excellent. And give that to our uh, listeners one more time. Yeah. So it's peoriaaz.gov backslash sustainability. And then you've got the, uh, just click on the sustainable university right there and all of the details. And uh, because we're sustainability, we work with all the different departments. So Becky's classes are of course tied uh, with our programs. Right. And so it's kind of a nice one stop for that. Love that. All right. Well, before I let you you both go, I just one last thing, um, real quick. What can what are some basics that our listeners can do, our residents can do here in Peoria to to kind of go green? Uh, we we want to be doing. We have this kind of series that we're going to be doing with both of you over uh, the next few months. I'm going to have you back, and we've talked about going green, Becky and I. You've had you and I have had that conversation. Go green. That's the message. How can how can our residents help in doing that? What are some real basic things they can do? You know, I always like to say that the great philosopher Kermit said it ain't easy going green. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, but um, he is he's a great philosopher. <laughs> I agree with that. But you know, making one simple change goes a long way. I mean, even if you decide to use a reusable water bottle, mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. to taking your plastic bags back to the store. Oh, that's a great one, yeah. You know, the, the little simple things, and I know Victoria has tons of them also, but if we practice one a year at least, it becomes a habit and we make a big difference. And yeah. do not recycle your plastic bags, please. That was one thing I learned in going through some of these classes. Do not, everybody thinks because they're plastic, the, the, the grocery store bags, they can be recycled, but I know they get caught up in the, the conveyor belts and other things. So do not, that's a very simple one that you can do. Do not recycle those plastic bags. I love the idea, take them back to the store because they have bins 
out for them if, if, if most do at least right mm-hmm. they have bins out there right and they are recycled just not in our program not in this program yeah you're right, right. whenever residents have a question they can also go to our website and uh, visit our recycle right wizard and they can find that at peoriaaz.gov backslash recycle uh, all you have to do is type in a material and the wizard will let you know if it goes uh, in the trash mm-hmm. or really in the recycle cool. can. That's it's a really great tool. cool. Yeah. Re- what's that called? The recycle? Recycle right wizard. I love that. That's very very mm-hmm. cool. So those are just some really easy basic things that that all of us can do. Uh, so listeners out there, these are really basic things that you can do. Becky's giving you great ideas about things that you can do. Victoria, what do you got for people? I'm going to add a water one in because uh, I'm here of and I'm the water of guru. Of course. So it's about watering deeply but infrequently your irrigation timers unless it's just on grass if you're watering trees and shrubs should never be set for like five or ten minutes once a day you're just throwing water on that top inch of the soil which is not where you want the roots of your plants so you want to water deeply so for grasses that's a couple inches annuals a foot to shrubs that's two feet deep of water for trees you want that water to get actually down to about three feet because that's where the roots should be to have a healthy resilient tree and and landscape so that means you're going to be watering longer which drip system should be set to water an hour or more at a time because each one of those little emitters is set to be like one two or three gallons per hour okay so when you're just throwing your drip system on for 10 minutes you're literally spitting at the ground and that's about all no and so that should be set for a couple hours if it's your drip system and then you can go out there a soil probe or a screwdriver and once it's done watering you can kind of poke around in the soil and in arizona if it's dry that probe's not going to go any further. <laughs> right. um, and so you can kind of see how deeply that water is actually going once you kind of poke around after you've watered. And you can adjust your schedule accordingly. And then you don't water again until the ground dries out, which here in our fall and winter months, that could be a week. That could be two weeks if we got a nice little rain yeah, like we rain. did yesterday. Yeah, absolutely. So um, that's really the key is to water deeply but infrequently. And that's how you get a resilient landscape that much better is able to handle our temperatures and the extreme heat that we have because we're not just evaporating off that top inch and that's where the roots are you're encouraging that deep and healthy plant system so there's kind of the big water one that you hear from us all the time Um, and then always look for leaks Um, and we've got information online about how to um, find and and fix leaks but kind of having a schedule for checking check your walk around right listen to things it's amazing how much your ears can actually catch Especially leaks, right? You yeah, can tell when there's them. a leak. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially irrigation. You can tell when there's an irrigation leak. You know mm-hmm. something's not right. And water pooling in the wrong place. Yes. It's very easy to see. So, uh, and, and thank you for that. Great tips. And these are all things that you could learn in the awesome sustainability classes that go on, the recycling classes that we have. So these are all things that you can learn. Um, great tips, great information. Um, again, I want to thank you both for being here. And I know this isn't going to be the last time we want to have you guys on again and, and talk more about this and and updating programs. And so we will look to uh, continue this awesome uh, program of going green and um, make sure we're getting out to all of our listeners, all the tips, all the things that they can do. And again, for, for any of you out there that are interested, get to some of these classes if you can. They really are fantastic. There's great instructors for them. Um, they are fun and you learn uh, you learn just so much to, to be able to make a difference in our community. And um, you know we want to do everything we can to make sure we're doing our part in Peoria as we move forward and we talk about some of these these difficult topics like like drought and what we can do to make a difference. So and I always like to let people know recycle right, recycle more. I yes. like it. All right. Yes. That's a good message to end with. Recycle right, 
recycle more. All right. Well, thanks to Becky and Victoria for being here. Awesome conversation. Um, and a, a, as always, uh, I'd like to say at the end of every one of my podcasts, make sure you're getting out there to these events that we do. Uh, it's a great way to meet uh, people who work in the city. It's a great way to get information. And of course, it's a great way to just have a good time. Until next time, this is What's Up Peoria. We'll see you next week. Paradise and put up a fuck